Witness protection can't erase his past. This is Nailgun Messiah, the first book in the Micah Reed series. One novel, read to you a chapter at a time. Join us each week for a new installment of the story and get the book at jimheskett.com forward slash nailgun podcast. And now, the host and author, Jim Heskett. I told you guys there was going to be an extra special bonus episode of the Nelgun Messiah podcast, and you didn't believe me. Well, anyway, here we are. So let me say this. Um, longtime listeners of the show, if you could just like to go take a 90-second smoke break while I talk to the first-time listeners here real, real quick, i uh, got to handle some business here. First-time listeners, let me say welcome. Hi. How you doing? I hope things are going well for you. Thank you so much for subscribing and downloading the Nailgun Messiah podcast. Also, let me say, and I'm saying this because I know that if you're subscribing to the show way in the future, when you subscribe, you're going to get the most recent episode. But let me tell you, the most recent episode, this, you know, um, i.e., this episode is not the episode you want to listen to. You want to go way back and download the first episode because what this podcast is is a serialized, it's a novel, okay, Let me get my words straight. It's a novel read to you in serialized installments by the author. So if you're starting here, you're starting at the end, and the end is not a good place to start. The beginning is the best place to start. I don't want to be all sound all bossy and like luxury, but I'm just saying, go back to the beginning and listen to them all the way through. Do not, not, not listen to this episode first because it's essentially, you know, like eating the pizza from the crust inward, which would just be ridiculous. Anyway, long-time listeners, you can come back in now. You can snuff out those cigarettes and come back. So, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Like I said, um, we concluded reading the Nailgun Messiah book last week, and I or not last week. I think it was probably actually yesterday when that episode came out. We concluded reading the book yesterday, but I promised there was one more thing to do, and we are going to do that. In the um, the ebook and I think the paperback versions of Nailgun Messiah, which you can get uh, from various retailers, at the end, after the main text of the book, there is a preview chapter of the next book in the series called Sallow City. And I am going to read that to you guys because I think it's very exciting. The next book uh, after Nailgun Messiah, Sallow City, book two of the Micah Reed Adventure, is pretty exciting. So I wanted to read you guys the prologue so you get basically the full text of Nailgun Messiah, which also includes this bonus chapter from Sallow City. And after I read this, if you're interested in picking up this book, you can get it at jimheska.com forward slash continue. You know, like continue the story. It's J-I-M-H-E-S-K-E-T-T forward slash C-O-N-T-I-N-U-E, right? So continue. Okay, I almost forgot how to spell there for a second. jimheska.com forward slash continue. So what we're going to read here is the prologue of Sallow City. It's from the point of view of a character we haven't met before. Um, And so let's go ahead and get into that, and then I'll do a little bit of wrap-up at the very end. Prologue. Danny Garofalo shed his latex gloves and sunk into the chair in the tiny break room at the rear of the morgue, back aching. He'd been on his feet for nearly three straight hours bagging and tagging. 
but that's what happened when they didn't double-check vacation time requests, leaving him the only forensic tech out of three in the Genesee County mortuary for this entire week. He'd always thought the late shift would be the slow shift. Not so much. Danny pondered his half-eaten hoagie nestled in the waxed paper next to his laptop and decided his stomach wasn't up to the task of finishing it. Maybe later. The screensaver sent swirling colors and patterns across his laptop, lulling him into drowsiness. Danny wondered how long he could sit here letting his unfinished tasks languish until the guilt of laziness would strike him. Those forms weren't going to complete themselves. Before he could find his answer, the door at the far end of the room opened. Lights bounced off a dozen stainless steel surfaces, those harsh and buzzing fluorescents. The latch shut with a clack, and in front of the door now stood a rotund black woman with tidy rows of gray braids clenched at the top of her head. Despite the severe hair, she wore a kind and wrinkly smile with black eyes like marbles. Looked mid-fifties, maybe. Sixty tops. She was also wearing a red visitor badge around her neck. Visitors at this time of night meant someone official. Most families of the deceased came during the day when the medical examiner was present. Danny got to his feet, trying not to grunt from the aches in his back and legs. Hello? She stretched, grimacing. I always think the flight to here from D.C. is going to be a hop and a skip, but it ends up feeling like I've been pushing a boulder up a hill all day. If you flew into Detroit, yeah, I can understand. It's hell getting out of that airport. I fly in and out of Bishop when I can. She grinned, and a roller coaster of weird silence followed. Obviously, she wasn't here to talk about the airport convenience. Can I help you, ma'am? She dug into her purse and flipped open an ID. Department of Justice. Are you the medical examiner? He eyed the badge. I'm just a text, miss... Please, call me Anita. Well, Anita, the examiner leaves around five most days or after noon on Friday if she's had a wet lunch. Danny felt stupid for saying that, but Anita smiled politely. He cleared his throat. Is there something I can help you with? She put away the ID and adopted a serious face. I'm with missing and unidentified persons. You have a John Doe I'd like to see. Danny didn't know if he was supposed to do that, but he supposed a DOJ badge gave her the right to do whatever she wanted. He didn't mind, though, because this Anita woman seemed on the level. Had a kind of folksy air about her like someone's grandmother baking pies and sitting tea in the sun to brew. You flew from D.C. to check out a body? We could have sent you the paperwork if that's what you wanted. Thank you, but I would like to see him personally. Danny's stomach yawned. He suddenly decided he wanted that hoagie after all. Sure, Anita, that's no problem. Do you have a reference number? She handed him a folded piece of paper with a number on it, and he escorted her to his workstation. He tried to log into the system, but for some reason she was making him nervous and he fat-fingered his password a couple times. Felt a little weird as she watched over his shoulder. Maybe she wasn't technically supposed to see this without a written request, but Danny made the executive decision. If they were going to leave him here alone, that meant he was in charge. Got it. He's right over here, Danny said as he pointed at cold chamber C. He guided her back through the maze of steel gurneys and opened the door. A fog of wet and frigid steam rushed out, quickly dissolving into the air. This one's been here a while. We were about to get rid of him, transfer to a bigger facility. I'm here just in time? Danny nodded. You sure are. Chamber D is unusable because of the power outage last month. We got capacity issues. I understand, she said. Have the police concluded their investigation? 
the cops haven't been by yet at all. She raised an eyebrow. Is that normal? He's been here for days. Danny emitted a little chuckle. <laughs> you don't know Genesee County. The body was on top of a steel gurney in the back left of the chamber wrapped in a white bag. He put a hand on the bag, then paused before rolling it back. I should warn you, Anita. His face is intact, but the rest of him is... I don't know how else to say it. He's in rough shape. Your John Doe was torn to pieces. Burned, cut, shot, the whole nine yards. I haven't seen too many chewed up this bad before. Anita flashed her kind and toothy smile. I've been doing this a long time, dear. I don't think you'll be able to shock me. He wasn't sure about that. But one way or the other, they would both know in a moment. Danny peeled back the bag over John Doe's face, tried his best to hide the massive meat that constituted the body from the neck down. Maybe she could handle it, but he didn't want to have to see it again. He got an eyeful of the charred flesh around the neckline, and he changed his mind about that half-eaten hoagie. Wasn't often that a body could make his stomach squirm. Anita bent over, her face scrunched up in concentration. Dark eyes flittered over the man's features. The body she was examining was approximately 30 with brown hair and brown eyes. Caucasian. Good-looking guy, or at least he had been before someone had drained the life out of him. Anita took a business card from her purse and slipped it into Danny's shirt pocket. If the police do get off their butts and come by to investigate, please call me. No problem, I can do that. She then sighed as she slipped a cell phone from her pocket. Bad news, Danny said. Not so much for me, but for someone else, yes. I was really hoping I was wrong about this one. She dialed the number and lifted the phone to her ear, gave Danny a glance before the call connected. Frank? It's your little sister. Yes, yes, but that's not what I called you for. I'm in Michigan. Flint, exactly. That young man who works for you... What's his name? The one you introduced me to last Christmas? Danny crossed his arms, intrigued. So this woman had some personal connection to this body. It had seemed strange for someone in the DOJ to come all the way from Washington to identify some random John Doe. But the more Danny thought about it, the more he understood how everything lined up. The way this kid was torn to pieces, it had to be a mafia killing or something like that. Terrorist, maybe. Or perhaps... The government themselves had done it. Wouldn't have surprised Danny one bit. Right, she said into the phone. Micah Reed, that was his name. Something caught my eye on a standard MUP search yesterday, and I came out here to Flint to examine it. She paused, nodding as she listened. Her fingers gripped the edge of the gurney as she pursed her lips. That's the thing, Frank. I know this will be hard for you to hear, but I'm staring at Micah's dead body in a morgue right now. And fiend. All right, everyone, that is it. That is the end of our reading, and that's the end of our podcast. What you've just heard was the prologue for the second book in the Micah Reed series called Sallow City. If you're interested in learning more and seeing where you, you can get it on Amazon, uh, iBooks, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, or if you're listening to this in a couple years in the future after Barnes & Noble has gone out of business, you can't get it on Barnes & Noble. Um you can you get it for your Nook, Kobo, um, you know all, all those all fucking all you can get it on all the fucking devices. Um, you can get it in paperback uh, too. It's not available in audio except for the prologue chapter that you've just heard here. 
But if you're interested and you want the quick link to get to that, it's jimheskett.com forward slash continue, J-I-M-H-E-S-K-E-T-T.com slash C-O-N-T-I-N-U-E. And I think I spelled it right that time. And if you want to get a free Micah Reed book, you can go to jimheskett.com and right there, smack on the homepage, um, is a field where you can put in your email address and that gets you two free books. It gets you the first book in the Whistleblower Trilogy, a book called Wounded Animals. Gets you that for free in your choice of Moby for Kindle or EPUB for all other e-readers. And you also get um, Airbag Scars, which is book zero in the Micah Reed series, which I was talking about on the show yesterday. And that book, Airbag Scars, is not available for sale anywhere in the entire world. The only place to get it is on my website by giving up your email address. What happens when you give up your email address? Well, that puts you on my my mailing list. And let me say this about my mailing list. It's awesome. It's like being hugged by a wall of puppies. And that is no lie. Um, Well, I mean, it is a lie because you can't really be hugged by a wall of puppies, but it's the closest thing in real life that you can get to being hugged by a wall of puppies. I send out a couple emails a month letting you guys know about giveaways I'm doing. Uh, When new books come out, I give out opportunities to get advanced review copies of books for free. Um, I also, from time to time, send out short stories that I've written. Some are exclusive, some have been published previously. But these are all the things you get as a part of my mailing list. If you're sad that the podcast is ending and you want more love from Jim Heskett, since I can't come into each of your homes personally and hug you and tell you bedtime stories, the next best thing you can do is to go to jimheskett.com and join that mailing list. And also don't forget to go from time to time, check out jimheskett.com forward slash contest because I give away free stuff all the time and that's pretty righteous, right? So um, I love you guys. I love giving you guys free stuff. And I don't know if I'm going to do any more podcasting after this. I'm considering like becoming posting regular videos to my YouTube channel. There's a link to my YouTube channel at jimheska.com near the bottom. The section with my social media links, it says stalk me and it has all my social medias there. If you're listening to this in the year 2038, um, first of all, I'm surprised there's still podcasts in 2038. But also if you're listening to it, then my, I can't guarantee you that my website will be laid out the same because I'm indecisive and I change my mind all the time. Anyway, that's all I have to say for this week. That's all I have to say for this podcast. Thank you guys so, so much for coming on this journey with me, and I hope you got as much out of it as I put into it. No, that's not what I want to say. I hope you guys got as much out of it as I did. How about that? I think that's fine. And now for the last time, let's hear the British guy playing us out over... Um, a section of my song called Regret, which you can also hear. You can hear some of my music at jameska.com. Anyway, I'll stop pimping my stuff. Um, So let's let the British guy carry us out one last time. Thank you, guys. I love you. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this week's installment of Nailgun Messiah. Be sure to rate and review the show on iTunes and tell your friends about it. Don't deprive them of this show. Go to www.jimheskit.com forward slash nailgunpodcast for information and we'll see you next week.